0: KJ, good morning. How are you, man? Morning, morning. Doing good, man. How are we doing? Good seeing you. Well, it was nice uh, to have a little extra time with you yesterday. Actually, by the way, it was really nice to have extra time with you and Cliff last week. That was fun. Thank you for sticking around. And it was really an interesting, I shouldn't even say fun, but it was a really interesting Mm -hmm. conversation. And it it just dovetails so perfectly into the biggest story in the country right now. And we're going to get to a lot of football starting in about 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But we talked to you yesterday about Damar Hamlin and about that situation have you had other conversations i know you're in touch with a lot of your friends in the league and who were in the league together what do those conversations look like in the you know time since yeah. monday night it's it's
1: the same just um everyone's just completely devastated about what we witnessed what we had to um, watch hamlin go through what we watched his teammates go through and um it was just we've never seen anything remotely close to that, and a lot of guys like myself were just completely torn for him, torn for his family. We're 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 happy that the doctors and athletic trainers worked so fast to get him, you know, as healthy as possible, and so um we're just still waiting day
2: by day. But a lot of guys, you know, obviously were just devastated by what we saw. How about the outpouring from around the league, KJ, uh, and yeah. not, not even the five and a half million dollars that has now been raised for his GoFundMe toy drive, which Salk said I don't I think it's over I, six. I think you could buy, well, Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore, right? I think (laughs) he's going to have incredible, incredible in his foundation and his family will have incredible resources to do some amazing, amazing things with that outpouring. What about just all of the teams across the league? So many Mm -hmm. players. Did it, did it. Did it feel like the brotherhood and the shield showed up in a way that maybe we haven't felt in a long, long time? Yep.
1: And you saw that everyone came together. The whole country came together for him. It's not about anything else but this young man. And it was just beautiful to see it's not about the Bengals, it's not about the Bills, it's not about the playoffs first number one seed, none of that mess. It's about how this man's health is doing and how is his health going to be going forward. So, you know, for them to raise over $5 million is really cool. That He's going to do some powerful stuff with that money, and um, we just got to keep it taking it day by day, and um, hopefully that he does bounce back 100%.
0: Do moments like this make you think of some of the, I know not just some of the injuries that you've seen on the field, but some of the guys that you know, and I guess my mind kind of goes to Ricardo Lockett above yeah. everyone else, although there are certainly others. Does it make you want to reach? I know you guys. You guys keep in touch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you reach out to him after something like this? Do you think? Do you think this affects someone like him a little bit differently than somebody who hasn't had that experience? Yeah,
1: I'm not sure. I just know that for for me, it's just crazy how when we witness something like a Ricardo Lockett, how we just see our brother getting taken off in an ambulance or in a stretcher. And we just keep playing ball, you know. It's, it's just mind blowing how we just compartmentalize our feelings and our emotions, and just keep battling in, in a football game. And so when I witnessed that happen to Lockett, you know that we was crying as well. We got a lot of guys were in tears. A lot of guys were just devastated, wondering what's his status. Will he be able to even walk again? But what we have to do is, hey, guys it's a ball game. Let's let's keep this thing going and let's keep playing football and we'll find out the results once we get done.
0: Have I ever played you my favorite Ricardo Lockett cut? Play it for me, please. We've got a Ricardo Lockett <laughs> cut in this system that I play all the time. How many times a year do you think I play this, Brock? Three, four uh, times a year? 17. It comes up a lot. <laughs> First, I don't know him. I don't know that we've ever interviewed him, maybe once. The funniest man I've ever... Really? Yes. Hilarious. Because he, what he says here is not funny. It's very poignant I and mean, it, it's oh, a, it's I'm, an incredible... He's a part as well. He's, he is. Didn't he go on to be a a lawyer or something like that? He went on to some sort of didn't he go to grad school or something recently? I don't know about that. Alright, maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm screwing up that story and confusing him with somebody else. That was but. a different receiver. Alright, right, sorry about that. In any event, here was Ricardo Lockett. This is from 2017 talking about what it means to be a teammate.
1: I think playing for each other. I think we just look at it differently. Um, if you if you look at the playbook and you say, okay, I gotta run this route or I gotta block this guy but that's just a, that's a job. But you say, if you say, hey, okay, on this route right here or on this play right here, Marshawn's coming up the middle. You have to get this safety. Doug, you have to get the other safety. Uh, Jermaine, you got to get the linebacker because we don't want him hitting Marshawn. That's different than saying, hey, you block the safety. You block this linebacker. It's saying, do it, do it for Marshawn or do it for the team. We're not just running around being robots. Mm hmm. I love love it. Is is
0: that something you guys talked about a lot? and,
1: And Ricardo Lockett was a guy that exemplified the ultimate teammate. He exemplified love. He exemplified no matter what the play is, this guy's going to give 1 million percent on this play. And um, I remember going to his press conference uh, when he retired, when he had to retire, and I was just crying. Mm. I was like, this man just was just the ultimate teammate, the ultimate friend. And for his career to end that fast and in, in that fashion, it, it was devastating for, 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 for everyone to witness. But um, when you look back at his career, like it's going to forever be love with Ricardo Lockett because of what he meant to me personally as a teammate and and as, and as a friend.
2: Ever a press conference you're not crying at? Seriously, <laughs> I'm a. I am do not know. I'm telling you, man, stop I'm going what? to press conferences.
1: You.
0: <laughs> you just keep crying. I was, I'm just a little. I'm just. A little, <laughs> who else's press conference? You cried at your press conference. Cried at mine. Definitely oh, that. did
2: he cry? That was a full <laughs> on.
1: Poo. Cried at Lockett's. Yes. Um. Who else? Cam, is? Cam's probably. Cam didn't have one. Jeez. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm just. Cliff?
0: Lying. Did Cliff have one? Cliff did not have one. Why not? It seems like he should. Like, I, I understand why yeah. Cam didn't, because Cam kind of shut a lot of that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like, I mean, Cliff doesn't mind talking. Why didn't he have a press conference? I, I, I don't conference? know, man, but I was
1: just watching Locke and just looking at him. Like, what you heard right there, I was just like. And, you know, when this stuff happens to your teammate, you, like, kind of see yourself in your teammate. And I'm like, damn, that could have been any one of us. That could have yeah. been anybody. And you just see what he has to go through, what he's about to go through. And um, it's just sad all the way around.
2: So, how do you think this works on a Wednesday, KJ, around the league? I, I guess first in Buffalo, is those players are back in Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. That game has been canceled. And, and my, my ex- expectation is I don't think it will be replayed. I think that's, you know, it will depend yeah. on results that, that happen this week, I guess. But, A, how do they go back to work in Buffalo today? And how about players around the league?
1: I believe that players around the league will just go to work just fine. I believe it be a normal Wednesday. Go to practice. Go to walk through. But for Buffalo, I don't think I don't think they even go to work today. I think it's still way too
0: soon. They're gonna. Do, they've said they're gonna do a walk through. They're a not gonna have a full practice. They're gonna do a walk through and no media availability at all. Yeah,
1: and um. Yeah, okay, because they do have a game to play Sunday. Yeah, they got, and it's
0: a meaningful game for yeah, both them and team. for the Patriots. So. Yeah,
1: I just hope that what I said yesterday. I just hope that uh, McDermott like had a moment where these guys could get together as brothers and just talk. What Coach Carroll did, he had us in the production room. We're all talking, lay it out. How do you feel? What's your emotions? How are you, you? know, let's cry. Let's let it. Let all your emotions come out. And so, oh no, KJ t- crying then crying.
2: Oh, I'll, I'll be crying.
1: Cry. I'm telling you. <laughs> and so, um, I just hope that they had a moment as men and as brothers to see how is our teammate doing and how are we feeling and processing because that was a traumatic event. And mm-hmm. so, hopefully, they got those emotions out of the system.
0: Yeah, it, it's um, watching the league try to scramble and handle this now is is sort of interesting to me. You is know. there anything if you were to if if you were to be asked for advice if the league came to you and said hey KJ anything we should do differently or if a team came to you and said hey how do you think we should handle this what what kind of advice would you well, offer I think it's a team effort. I believe that when you look at the league
1: right and, and more in particular with concussions right this thing has bothered the heck out of me since day one. NFL. When you see a guy has trauma to his brain, he has no business playing the following Sunday. Period. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about players' health and safety is a priority, guys need to. You need to put guidelines in place to protect these players because players are going to lie, right? And it's up to the players as well to protect them dang selves, right? If I have a,
0: if I have an injury, if I have a concussion. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell the truth. Well, but players have the concern that if they don't show up, somebody's going to take their job, right? I mean, exactly. Ma- maybe so, not the guys at the very top, but for most players, like, hey, if I'm out for a couple of weeks, somebody's going to take my job. So don't put it in the players' hands. Right. NFL, put it in your
1: hands. And um, it's just so frustrating to see stuff like that because as as players, we're so replaceable. Mm. Like, like, do they? The NFL's number one priority is the bottom line. That then it's player health and safety. And so if you say that we're important, if you want to make things better for us, make the guidelines stricter to where players' health and safety is important. I love how they um, with the penalties. I don't necessarily like throwing guys out, but with the penalties, anything, just, just make sure you hone in on protecting these guys. So you even feel- as
0: a defensive player, you like, you like some of the challenges that it's created for defense? I do. <laughs> I do.
2: You feel like that's a players' association role as well? You feel like in your decade plus that you watch the players' association, and in every team, uh, has a union rep. Uh, that it's some of their, some of their role as well to get that done.
1: Yes, and I was a union rep myself. And you go to these meetings, you talk to the to the owners, and you preach what you want to get done, and it simply doesn't get done. Mm. It simply doesn't get done. I've, I've voiced several times, hey guys, if a guy has a brain injury. It's common science. <laughs> he doesn't need to play six days later. That's freaking common science. What what are you thinking here? But as an NFL in their brain, hey, if this star quarterback gets hurt, I want to make sure that the seats are filled in the stands. I want to make sure that these endorsements um have this star player out on the football field. That is their number one priority. Mm-hmm. And so it is what it is. So that's when the players got to take it upon themselves. Well, I got to protect myself. Oh,
0: this from the league that lied for years about the information they had about concussions and their effects and didn't mm-hmm. tell the players about it. The whole thing is kind of a mess. All right, we're going to move forward. We'll talk some actual football here for the remaining uh, 50 minutes of this hour. Uh and the next thing I'm going to ask you about is this defense that didn't quite pitch a shutout but didn't allow a touchdown only six points this past weekend. What changed? Have they turned the corner a lot more with KJ coming up? It is Brock and Salt Seattle Sports on 710 SeattleSports.com. This is Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airline Studio, back in mornings from 6 to 10,
3: on Seattle Sports Station. All right, yes, thank
0: you for the text. I screwed that up. It was Ben Obamana who became a lawyer. Obamano. Thank you. Sorry about that. Not Lockett. Wrong, wrong uh, wide receiver. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I like Lockett a lot.
1: Yeah, that's like my guy.
0: Smart guy. Was that the text toy? Uh, of course. No. Yeah, of course it is. Text toy, that's what it's here for, right? Keep you honest. Alexander sure- Johnson. Right, all these things. <laughs> scolding hot water as well, all of them. All right,
3: uh, Cage. So, yesterday. Mozart. Sorry, I, we have to cl- clarify this because we thought you were making fun of, of Brock yesterday.
0: Because he said scolding he said, hot water. He not said he scolding. felt like
3: he got scolded by hot water twice yesterday in a conversation. <laughs> and at the end of it, when you teased. You said scolding right. hot, yeah. and I thought we, Justin, I thought you were making fun of Brock, but you made the same mistake you told us. But I, to. I caught
0: it immediately. You didn't
3: realize Brock said it. You guys I both I think Brock scolding. got it into
0: my head. That's why right I ended after up up had it. right had the conversation about being such good listeners. Right. <laughs> That's What?
3: <laughs> I just like that you both independently said scolding hot instead of scolding here
2: here hot. Here comes the champ right. just delivering the... She won the her fantasy cup. football yep. league, and now she's got something to say about everything. Morris has been coming
0: off the top rope go all week. you believe it? unbelievable. All right. Uh it is uh, KJ Wright of course this hour brought to you by Wayscar Ford. Uh KJ what did the defense do differently this past week?
1: Um let's put into context what the defense did. They played the Jets and the Jets have been looking really really bad uh, the past few few weeks. Um quarterback has been a disaster. Mike White comes back off of his of his rib injury. But they held him to six points, which is good. You're playing an NFL team, held them under 100 yards, thankfully. And um, they, they created turnovers, created turnovers, stopped the run. Kondre Dix holding the football up like a loaf of bread. Could not believe he did that. Pete, well, Pete couldn't either. Could not believe he did that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anywho, yeah, they, they, they came to life, man. And so many guys came ready to play. They knew the situation. Guys, you got to win these last two games to have a chance. If you want a chance to win these last two games, it starts with the Jets and I believe they put up a really good performance um unfortunate with um with Jordan just yeah. um the the year he's had taking over man in the middle, leading the league with like, you know, third in tackles, and um, just been a bona fide playmaker all season. You hate to see that, and so um, but yeah, overall, just a really good performance by these fellas.
2: Yeah, was that more about the Seahawks, or more about Mike White missing six or seven throws?
1: He missed a lot of throws. A lot of, the tight ends were wide open, and um, over overthrew a lot of guys, and um, even with their run game, Brock, I was surprised in the way they tried to attack the Seahawks. The Seahawks haven't stopped a power or kick counter or gap scheme run all year. And I don't believe that they've ran that enough. <laughs> you saw the stretch plays and they had some success on that. But, man, they only ran the ball, they didn't even run the ball over 20 times. And so if you want the chance to beat the Seahawks, stick with the formula that everyone else has been doing and run the football. And so you look at the game plan, Mike LaFleur, um, don't know what he was thinking, but um, we took full advantage of it. He didn't do what the Seahawks were struggling with. Yeah,
2: it's pretty telling. And the next level stats speak to exactly what you just said, KJ. As far as inside zone goes, Seahawks pretty good against that. Yeah. like yards per carry and and they, you know they studied it got all these numbers for everything all the analytics but when it comes to counter and gap in some of those schemes they're one of the league's worst why would that be yeah why why from <laughs> your perspective what what is is it <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a few things <laughs> did he did he just spit on you Saul? is that just <laughs> a... He gave that. like
1: a mister ed noise <laughs> <laughs> I mean the you yeah, got the big boys up front getting pushed around you got the linebackers coming over the top, but don't have anybody to turn the ball to or spill it to. You got a safety coming back from ten yards deep to try to make a eraser tackle that's not getting tackled. So there's a few things that um, that plays into that to that failure. And those and so,
0: don't; those aren't the same sort of problem on the on the zone plays. No,
1: no, no, completely different. Completely different. The zone plays just linemen running sideways, getting upfield, climbing to the linebackers, and they're good at that.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that front should be right. I mean, when you play that bare front and you cover everybody, you should be pretty good against his zone. But when you yeah. play that front and you get blocked down to your point, oh. there's just not as much help oh, yeah. around.
1: And so it's just bizarre to me, Brock, how are you as an offensive coordinator that when you watch the film and you put together a game plan? You don't do what other teams did. It's just kind of bizarre to me. So stick with the formula that's working. Keep beating a team with what they're struggling with. And so the game plan that the Jets had was pretty bizarre to me. Uh, White did miss some throws, but the run game was shocking how he did not even run the ball over 20 times and then even get the type of runs that he ran.
0: You and uh, Cliff were talking about Daryl Taylor last week, and then he goes off for a couple of sacks and had himself a a really good game. And all of a sudden you look at it, he's had five and a half sacks in the last five weeks. Yep, and that's, that's the thing. I said, Cliff, what is up with this dude? Like, is he good? Is he not good? Cliff
1: was like, he's very talented, but when will he decide to show up? And then you see that he came on the scene with two sacks, jumping off the tape, jumping off the ball. And like, this is the guy that we know he can be, but I want to see that guy on a more consistent basis. So
0: so Pete, we asked Pete about it, and I I thought his answer was interesting, and I kind of want your perspective on this. Because he said, well, he's a speed rusher. And so what we're trying to get him to do is to use that as opposed to other things. When I asked for some clarification, here's what he said. Well, it's, it's a one, buy into
1: that. And, and don't, you know, don't engage with the tackle you know, uh, you know, bef- before you've used your speed effect on him. Because you want to see if you can get off and beat him around the corner before he can block you. And just like he does, and he's done it a number of times this year. And make that, that offensive guy have to get out and have to go after you to stay with you. Then other things happen, and and when the guy you know guy oversets, he jumps too quick, he leans mm-hmm. too much.
0: Now you have a chance to counter and come back underneath and inside. So. Is that the key for him? Absolutely.
1: And, and Cliff said the same thing uh, last week. He said, "With Darrell Taylor, his strength is his speed. And so, when you're a young guy like him and you're still developing, you just gotta go. And then once you grow, once you develop, you get your hands right, you get your eyes right, you develop a counter move, you develop you develop a first move. And so it's just an art to rushing the passer. And so he's still, it kind of still raw. Was this his third year? really his really second, second. Really, his second year playing. So the man is still raw." Once he uses his athletic ability to beat these guys, develop these tools, then we'll see. Okay, now this is a guy that we drafted early in the early in the draft. Now this is a guy that we can build a team around. But right now, he's not quite there to where I want him to be a phenomenal pro.
0: How often did you rush the passer? Never. I, I don't know
1: why I keep doing that. But uh, Why didn't you
0: rush the passer more?
1: That's not my that's not my strength. You just weren't good at it? Yeah. Um, the reason why... <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> hey, the reason why my draft stock went so low because I went to the senior bowl and um, the coach was like, hey, man, you're 6'4", 250 pounds. Let's see if you can rush the passer. Right,
0: because you kind of have that body for it.
1: I have the body, don't have the skill set for it. So what happened was <laughs> uh, they went and put me at defensive end during one-on-one drills. Oh. And I went against uh, one of the left tackles. And this man took me, put his... <laughs> put his hands in my breastplate and literally buried me in the ground. This is a single bowl. The whole world is watching. All the scouts are watching. Oh, no. And um, I was like, yep, let's drop this man down to the fourth round. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Can I play a little weak side linebacker? Yeah, let's let me play linebacker. Let me go.
1: Let me get you no know, t- cover. It's tight interesting ends that
0: you that you know as great as you were as a player as a linebacker, and some of those you know you do have a a, a body type that you would think would be good at rushing the passer. Yeah, but that's just you don't have have the sh- lean? Do you not have enough lean. I don't. It's,
1: it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just I got the skill set to do it, and um, I was so mad. I should have said no, but who gonna say no to? Uh, so you,
0: So if you say no, and they only have you aligned, you get drafted in the second round? Absolutely. You do? No, oh, <laughs> man. All right. More with KJ coming up. It's brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. It's Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports uh, at 710 and seattlesports.com. Oh, Y'all funny.
2: This, this is Brock
0: and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6
3: to 10. On Seattle Sports Station.
0: Well, we talked with KJ right here about the Seahawks defense and obviously a little bit better against our Jets team that apparently didn't run the types of plays they should have to try to beat them. Now they got to do it moving forward, Brock and KJ without their leading tackler. They got to do it without Jordan Brooks, who was a pro Bowl alternate this year. And, you know, they survived without him in the second half last week. But what does that look like now going forward? Yeah, it looks like Cody Barnes going to be the man in the middle,
1: calling the plays, addressing the huddle. Uh, playing the Mike Backer spot, and um, that's what he did, did in college. And so who comes in next? I'm looking forward to Tanner Muse. I believe Tanner Muse, when he stepped on the scene, he plays a lot of energy, a lot of effort, makes his tackles, usually, you know, particularly been a special teams guy all season. And so this is the opportunity to come in, step up, and pair him with Cody they got to run the defense.
0: Hey, you played all three linebacker positions over the course of your career, right? Sam, Mike Will. So when Cody makes that move from the Will to the Mike, right, what does that look like? What What, what are the different skill sets you would need to differentiate between those two positions? Yeah,
1: Well, I played in a 4-3 scheme my entire career, and so when you come to this 3-4 scheme, it's both of these guys are, are pretty similar. They're right there in the middle. You can see Jordan goes to the strong side, Cody goes to the back side. And so you just flip these guys. And so it's going to be asked, what's asked from the Mike Backers to address the huddle, get everyone lined up, and then take care of yourself. And so it's going to be the same responsibilities. You're in the middle taking on guards, dropping over three a lot. And so really similar. And so I mean, it's not going to be a big change for Cody. The biggest the biggest guy that I'm looking forward to is Taron Muse playing Majority of the snaps, he hasn't done that all year. He's stepping into it, week eighteen, about to make this playoff push, and so I'm looking forward to see how he performs, making his tackles, taking on blocks, defeating blocks, and making
2: his plays. What about this big old dude from Denver? It's been on the practice squad. Yeah,
1: the guy that's in the guy that's in my locker right now, um Johnson, <laughs>
2: Alexander Johnson. Yeah, I went, to the, I went to
1: the facility the other day. I'm like, bro, who's this in my locker? Is this is this dude? But um <laughs> he's and,
2: 251 pounds now. He's he's a thumper.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he's a thumper, and he's good. I remember him when he was was with denver and i was like and i asked him i said bro what are you what are you doing here he's like (laughs) he was like like, i've been on the practice squad most of the year i was like are you kidding me because i thought he was a really good pro a lot of people was talking about he's about to get paid he was like top five when it came to pff grade, and so he's a good linebacker he's really good at stopping the run and so um i don't think he's going to start this week i believe he's going to be tanner but if he does get an opportunity i do believe that he'll be just
2: fine what do you think the rams are going to do against these guys you think they'll? Uh, you think he'll have? Yeah. Uh, McVay will have the same <laughs> make the same okay. mistake that the younger Lafleur made. So I went to the game. I went to the
1: game this past Sunday. I saw Bobby play against the Chargers. And when I look at the Rams, I do believe that they are checked out. I believe they're checked out. I believe that they have their tickets already bought to Cancun. But you best <laughs> believe. You best believe if the Seahawks give these guys any life. It's going to be a ball game. Mm. And so they're ready to go. they already packed up, ready to go home, but they're coming into town. They want to ruin the Seahawks' playoff dreams, but at the same time, they're kind of checked out. And so the Seahawks cannot give these guys any life. Come out fast and just just, just put them out. Just put them out. Because I was watching the game. McVay, they was losing by, like, two touchdowns in, like, the fourth quarter. This dude's still running the ball. <laughs> He's still running the same plays. I'm like, McVay, what are you doing? What are you doing? They were completely checked out, and so um, if you give them any signs of life, they will come ready to play. But I fully expect the Seahawks to win this game.
0: How about uh, the Lions if the Seahawks win the early game? Will they be checked out, or will they still try to beat the Packers? I'm so mad about this. NFL,
1: you know when people, listen listen guys, when people say the NFL, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm, I'm by any means that's not your nature. that's not my nature, but this is blatant blatantly clear that the NFL wants the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. It cannot be any more clear. you do not put this game in at the primetime game, the Sunday night game because when the Seahawks win, the lion's like, oh we don't have, what, what are we doing here?" What are we doing here? A lot of people saying Dan Campbell will get them going, get them fired up to win. It's in a player's nature. Like, we're we're done, we're done. And so I fully expect the NFL to find a way to do everything possible to get Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. And this is just complete, you know what You we're know wow. looking for next. I'm very upset that they did things. I
0: don't blame you. I'm upset about it too. But we've gotten a lot of texts and stuff from people who are like, whatever, should have won another game this year. Dan Campbell's going to get them motivated. The Lions are going to play hard because they want to spoil the season for the Packers. That's not the point. You got a point there.
1: The point is, is that, just pay attention to how the league is structured, how the league is designed. I'm not going to say that it's rigged, but they 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 put things how they want to put things. If they want the Packers in the playoffs, you best believe that the odds say that we're going to do everything to make this happen for them. We're going to have um, the Seahawks win. The Lions won't have much to play for. They're the last game. Watch the penalties. Pay attention to how the game is called. Mm. Holdings, just the basic stuff, the pass and finish. Just pay attention mm. to how this game will be played huh. Sunday night. And so, wow. I'm not a conspiracy wow. theorist. Uh, well, it sounds like sound, a yeah. You a sure sound theorist, like one. But I've I've seen it. Take and, that um,
2: tinfoil off your head. You sure sound like <laughs> one yeah, right now, man.
1: There. And um, and I played. You believe in aliens? I don't. <laughs> well, no, my my dad has seen a UFO before.
2: Okay. How about the moon landing?
1: Think that happened? That did happen. Yes.
2: <laughs> don't talk to your pal Luke Wilson about
1: that. <laughs> but listen, I played in a game. Uh twenty seventeen where it was our last game and it wasn't meaningful. We weren't going to the playoffs. And um I played hard. Bobby played hard. But you watch guys, when you watch that tape, guys everybody doesn't play hard. It's a business decision. It's a business decision. And if I'm playing if I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm trying to get out this game healthy. I'm trying to get out this game without any injury. You think I'm gonna lay on the bob wire and make a game saving tackle for what? <laughs> for what and so um, yeah man and so yeah you say they're going to play hard. for Dan, Dan
2: Campbell play him Dan Campbell play that sound play, play that sound of Dan right, Campbell I do have some sound
0: of Dan Campbell here hold on I'll play this is what why Dan Campbell says it's not a big deal
3: look I can't worry about that we can't worry about it
2: Um, you know for us it's got to be a win-win either way you know either we're playing to get in or we're playing to be spoiler and uh, that's, that's it so either way we win
1: sounds good Sounds good.
2: Don't you
0: I so my
1: feeling Wait, br- I
3: have a question though. Like back in the L O B days when you had, like at the height of your rivalry with the Niners, if that was your last game of the season, but you were out of the playoffs, do you think you guys would have some fire because of the rivalry?
1: Mara, we will have some fire.
3: Just not the same.
1: <laughs> you just believe it would not be the same. Just
3: curious. NFC
1: no. championship go to the Super Bowl. We're seven to nine, not going not going to the playoffs. We're gonna play. But I'm telling you, the mentality for guys is differently. Like the strain is differently. Like the mentality is different. If there's a tackle where we're all about to collide, I'm not about to go in and just smash a guy. I'm going to go in there tiptoeing a little bit. It's just the nature. It's just human nature. And so when you got that last game, you want to get out that game healthy. Period. I want to. I don't want to have to deal with any surgeries this off season. I want to be. Squeaky clean going into the offseason. So it's a business decision. And um, when the Lions step on that football field, once the
2: Seahawks win, watch how they play. So, were these things talked about in the locker room? And not all these conspiracy theories, but like this week, you think Quandre and the guys are like, man, look what the league is doing to us. Look how the league screwed us. Look how the league (laughs) wants Green Bay in the playoffs. Look at how this is all set. Does that chatter go around in the locker room, or do you try to cut that off at the head?
1: Coach Carroll won't allow it. Coach Carroll will not allow it. Coach Carroll will allow. It will say, "Guys, let's focus on us. We have the Rams. Let's win and take care of our business, and everything will take care of itself." But he
2: ain't in the locker room. I mean, he's he's not in Alexander's locker, like you know.
1: (laughs) Well, when you come there, it's it's talked about. Mm. Yeah. It's talked about a lot. like guys look at this mess. Like <laughs> look look what they're trying to do. Look at they let's be honest, the country would rather see Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. than everyone, you know, than Gino. That's just that's just factual. And so um it's definitely talked about, but it's something that we can't that they cannot control. It's just so frustrating, just seeing it so blatant, so blatant, just this is the writing on the wall. And so put the Jaguars and the Titans up there. Put them up there. Whoever wins that is in the playoffs. And so um, it's definitely talked about. But at the end of the day, they got to handle business.
0: You think it has to do with Aaron's girlfriend or do you think it's just an Aaron Rodgers thing? You think <laughs> don't everyone, play her soundbite. You it. don't want any more Bluebirds? Okay, I, yeah. won't go, I won't go play any more of that. Please don't. Um, so. Don't you all here's – the, here's the last thing on this and we'll move on. Because I agree with everything and are you, are you said. are
2: you sure they're still dating, by the way? No. Who knows? What do
0: you think? I pay attention to this? Um... <laughs>
3: Don't you, you also were the co- first to inform me when he <laughs> yes. and Shailene Woodley broke up. So, yeah, I had
0: read that somewhere. Yeah, I read about him and Shailene Woodley breaking up. Good job, Laura. Yeah. Good well, job. Hey,
2: Justin, can you check and see if Blue a of Shailene Nile or what's her name? Reddit uh, Blue Earth. feed page, Blue of Earth? So, yeah. Can you see if Blue of Earth is, is attends Green Bay Games? Oh. So? Yeah, and, and if they're still dating... It seems he, like she would, right? I mean, I don't know why... Yeah, Give we me. can get blasted <laughs> out right.
3: in the and you can receive Christ consciousness codes and see the potential of the human experience and dive and swim through the waters of the Akashic Ocean.
0: True. All true. You can do all of those things if you need to. Where's she from again? She's from America. <laughs> no, she's not American. Dude! Is she from Croatia? Or... <laughs>
3: she's American. She speaks with uh, the British accent.
0: She's
3: um, from America. Her name's Charlotte. <laughs> Her name is
0: Charlotte. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go from that. Um, don't you also kind of think that the Lions aren't going to beat the Packers anyway because they're the Lions and they're the Packers? Where's the game at? Green Bay.
1: Oh, it's so hard to play. <laughs> You're not going to beat why Aaron Rodgers in Green is it Bay. a team of the playoffs. On the you line. ever
2: you ever win a game? i
1: in Lambeau? never won a game in I don't Green think you Bay. You ever did? Right? That why? place is. It is so eerie. It's just like the fans, like the the energy there. Just sucks the life out of you. The The grass is always bad. You're always slipping. It is hard to win in Green Bay. It's about to be, uh, the Lions are used to playing in a dome. You go there in the month of
0: January. Yeah. It's
1: going to be cold. Feels going to be slippery. Everything you say that the Lions are supposed to lose.
0: And so um, I've never won there. Jared Goff has not had a lot of success in the cold. Nope, in his career. I mean, he's nope. a he's a kind of a California kind of guy. I mean, like you put all those things together, it doesn't add up great for the Lions. This I know, be. I know. But I, I, here's the thing: Seahawks win this
1: game. Our record would be nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Job well done. Nine and
2: eight. Nine and eight. Uh, this,
0: not, no, not I, eight. Yeah, the 17, seventeen games. 17 games. So, yeah, yeah.
1: So I know. Nine and eight. Job well done. And so it's about finishing the season strong. Looking at the complete body of work that we put into place. Look at these rookies coming on the scene. Look at Geno Smith coming on the scene. Um, hit the reset button. You draft well, free agency well. Got some cap space, so there's a lot of positives. A lot of positives. If the the playoffs are not, if we don't make the playoffs, mm. and so no matter what happens, just let's finish this game, build off of this, and you know go forward into the offseason.
2: So you came in 2011. 11. And was that the year seven and nine, right? The year before mm-hmm. seven and nine, but you all make the playoffs, correct? No, no, that was the year they missed with T Jack. Yeah. Ah, so we went so seven and nine back to back years, right? Gotcha. The year before was seven and nine yeah. playoffs.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
2: Did that matter? Did the taste of the playoffs and, and having that experience matter in that locker room? And I know the roster is being turned over, and mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of youth, and I know the draft classes and your class in particular came to life, and then the 12 class the following year. But did that playoff taste matter?
1: It definitely matters. Once you get a taste of the playoffs, man, you got to like, I got to get back here. I got to get back to the playoffs. The whole world is watching. The game speed has, has sped up. The physical nature has, has intensified. I got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Everything matters, and you just build from there. You get that taste. You get that itch. Everybody's at home watching you. You just want to keep going back. Keep going back keep progressing pass a wild card pass a division round you get to the NFC championship oh my god i got a chance to go to the super bowl and so it definitely matters and i wish i hope that this team can experience that i hope that this team can get that feeling of just being the, the last the last team standing mm. and so it's a really cool feeling to be in the playoffs and if this team can find a way to get into into there and you know the sky's the limit for next year and how this team can build going forward well
0: they're certainly set up for it right with the draft picks and they got a lot of cap space and they can create more cap space if they need to i mean they've they've set themselves up really well for for a run here moving forward absolutely hey, just kind of just ask one more question about uh, the jets game and then we kind of move forward away from that but it was really my first full game look at sauce Gardner. He's pretty good. He's very good. He's better than I really like. I knew he was good, and I just sort of assumed that the reason he was going to take a defensive rookie of the year vote over Tariq Woolen is just because he played in New York, mm-hmm. and that still might be true because I think Tariq had a fantastic game as well. But sauce is good. He, huh? He is good. And Getting I, after DK. Yep, and uh, he has all that hype around the
1: first round draft pick. Got the cool name. Like they're going to do everything to give this man mm-hmm. the defensive.
2: Well, here we go right here. again. Tin Foil right on his head. I'm,
1: tellin', <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, it's so true. Mm-hmm. I got a dreads conspiracy too, but um, a draft conspiracy. A Dreads, Guys with oh, dreads. dreads. What's that? We we'll get that we'll get later. Okay, but um,
2: <laughs> you look compare at, and contrast Tariq and Sauce just from a football. Like your your football eyes, your mm. defensive eyes. Compare and contrast those two.
1: Both tall. Both very long versus both guys' IQ is 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 way above than what it is usually for a rookie. And um both guys are essentially locked down corners. They're they're very similar guys. I believe Tariq is faster. You you see Tariq's burst is faster than Sauce's, but Sauce just the way he just blankets receivers. I saw him He's physical too. He's Physical, his technique is good. You know, they tried to fade ball to DK get it out of here to try DK in the red zone, get it out of here. And so um, he's, he, yeah, the hype around it's, him is, is very legit.
2: It's not really the Sherm Revis, right? Because those two guys were so different. The scheme yeah. was oh. different. The body type was different. Mm-hmm. The game was different. But those yeah. two went at it. These two, I, I don't know if they've, well, Sasa has kind of Sherm's personality, I think. Yeah. And and Tariq may have a little more of Revis's, but their, yeah. but their style in their game is so much more similar, isn't it?
1: Yep, and I believe if you told Tariq Woolen, hey, Tariq, go follow this guy the whole game. Do not let him catch a your ball. You're man-to-man all game. I believe Tariq can do that. I don't know if Sauce can do that. Hmm. I believe Sauce, you put him in zone, let him use his IQ, let him press guys and bail. I believe that's Sauce's strength. But you tell Tariq, I don't want this man catching the ball all game. You go cover him, blanket him, I believe that he can execute that. Yeah,
0: it's amazing that you speak that highly about Tariq Willen's, uh football IQ just given how little time he's spent at this position, mm-hmm. uh, and it probably speaks to just what a smart dude he must be, in the, especially in the football sense, to be able to pick up this this position that quickly and have you praise him like that—that that tells me something.
1: Absolutely. And when it comes to to me and rookies, I'm I'm hesitant with these guys. I'm like I look at these guys, I watch them closely, and um, I let these guys go and develop. But when you watch him, you look at his coaches. Like he has, well, we talked about him earlier. He has coach Deshaun Shade in his room, a guy that's grooming them, a guy that's hyping them up teaching them how he got to where he is. And so I just need him to just, this is your rookie year, keep building. Hmm. Keep going into the offseason preparing. You're just getting started. You don't have it all figured out. Master this cornerback position. Anybody can do it one year. I need you to come back and be that same dude and be even better. And so off to a fantastic start. Both these corners are going to be really fun to watch going forward.
2: So you were down in L.A. you watching the Chargers and the Rams and not a lot of juice, obviously, with the Rams. We watched the Rams and the Seahawks and there was a lot of juice jalen ramsey can't stand dk <laughs> yeah. i mean it feels like sherm the crabtree i mean they yeah. really don't like each other it was bobby wagner super bowl and the team and the teammates talked about that after that game in la that they wanted to win for bobby there was chatter there was constant talk pete loved it he was right in his element he was in la there was so much emotion yep bobby comes home sunday mm. You know, we well, we talked about Russell's homecoming. I mean, we talked about it ad nauseum for an entire month of August, and that, that was Hall of Famer. That was Russell Wilson. I know it was Monday Night Football. I know it was yep. the first game. But the Hall of Famer is coming back in the building. The captain is coming back in the yep. building. I have to imagine, KJ, there's going to be a lot more juice in this one than what you experienced in L.A. last week.
1: Absolutely. And I don't know much about the Rams' players and personalities, but I do know Bobby very well. And you best believe that he wants to come and have a phenomenal performance like he did the first go-round. This, this game is at home. This is his home where he spent a decade where he performed in front of this crowd with the blue and green on. Now he's wearing the, the yellow and, and blue. And so you best believe that he wants to come out here, ruin any chances the Seahawks have in making the playoffs, get another interception, another sack, and just ruin any chances the Seahawks have in, in getting that ninth win. And So it's going to be really fun to watch. I can't wait to see him perform. I, I will be
0: there. He's going to get a completely different reception than Russell did. I mean, you know, I know the fans and, and the people in Denver wrote about how classless everybody was here because they booed Russ. And, you know, then like two days later, they started booing him and whatever. <laughs> that, just kind of <laughs> let that go. But um, Bobby's not going to get booed at all. Absolutely Bobby not. is going to have literally every single human being in, in uh, Lumen Field this weekend will cheer Bobby Wagner.
1: Absolutely. Now, I'll talk talking. Everyone. Is he
0: going to cry? <laughs> Is he? Bobby's not a crier. Even in that moment, getting cheered by the f- crowd that once that that you've go, that you've left, he better not cry. <laughs> I've known this dude my whole
1: adulthood life. Never seen him shed a tear. Not have seen him, I have seen him cry. He would not cry when okay. they do. He would be very appreciative. okay. So
2: so they played the video intentionally, as we know, right? The little rust clips to, to kind of maybe get some of the emotion, right. Kind of get some of those boo birds going, and it certainly got the flock of boos going. <laughs> so do they, do they do the inverse here and oh. try to play the sentimental? Can we get to Bobby? Mm-hmm. Take some of that rage, like some they did of that to Brady, pain.
0: right? In in New England, they tried to take Brady out of his game by making him feel
2: sentimental.
0: What did they play for us? I didn't see this.
2: Oh, it was a short little clip. Yeah, it yeah. was a short. It was a short little video. But do they play an extended? Do they welcome? Do they cheer all of Bobby's highlights? Oh yeah. Do you give him just the? the warmest welcome you could ever have to try to temper I was talk- some of that some mm-hmm. of that anger
1: I was talking to more about this show. she's like do they play a video form I think they do and i was like i don't i don't know
0: i don't i don't know and the question is when do they play it there's so much going on. You got the. See, you find a work. moment. You find a moment the, you know, after the first quarter, and you play a whole video, and you show him standing on the sideline. And let everyone cheer for
2: Absolutely. him. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> when, when, the, when the visitor bus pulls in, you put up a, a screen right there when he's walking off the bus. You have it in the visitor's locker room. You have it when he walks out the
3: tunnel. They do, they do it for three reasons. You have it on the big screen. So they do it
0: for three reasons. One, to honor Bobby Wagner, who deserves it. Okay. Two, to maybe take the sting out of how you know angry he is and how much he wants to come back and and hurt this team that cut him and three because i think they want to show him long term that they do love him yeah. That there are no hard feelings. That whatever went on at the end that upset Bobby, yeah. I think that based on my conversations with people in that building, they don't want that to be the everlasting relationship between <laughs> this team and Bobby Wagner, who I think they have a tremendous amount of respect for. Which
1: they do. And I don't believe that there's any more beef. I believe that everything Good. is you – know, I believe time healed all wounds. I believe there's been communication. Everything is cool. But my question to you two gentlemen is <laughs> – if you are the president or the owner of the Seahawks, do do you
2: do that? Uh, One thousand percent. You do
1: it, bro. You yeah, do it Oh,
2: hundred. You play yeah. any game imaginable psychologically, just as you did with Russell to begin the season, yeah. and it's amazing, right? Look at—I didn't even think about it till we're talking about <laughs> it. You book in this season with Russell Wilson at the beginning yeah. and the captain at the end. And you have a chance, yeah. I think psychologically, you do whatever you can possibly do. To yeah, don't gain tell them that
0: this could happen. I don't. You don't need to like help them out here. So, do you do it for your own personal benefit, or do you
2: do yes! it? Yes, to... and yes, <laughs> both, all of the above. It's a yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a, a winner, winner,
0: chicken dinner. I wouldn't. There's no downside to doing None. it. You uh-uh. honor a great, a great player and a great person, and you might help your team win. Yep. How could you not do this? This never, is the easiest I,
2: thing in the world. This I, is no-brainer.
1: I, I never thought about it from the opposite end, how you
2: psychologically do yeah. it for your benefit. Dude, this is war. Yeah. You, no, never played, you never played at Nebraska, did you? No, in Nebraska, in Nebraska huh? they painted that visitor locker room pink. They took the doors off the toilets, so you had to sit and take a <laughs> deuce oh, right next to somebody. Now. You did, right, but we don't need and, to describe it that. And way. And the trough, uh, the urine trough, right in front of it. Like they, no. they dehumanized you on one end, and then they tried to like oversensitize you on the other. Like you, wow, you, yes, how's that been been working was real. for them recently? Uh, no, They're like Maybe. the worst team in college football over the last decade. Maybe they had to change that with They're the renovation. Iowa State. I mean, geez. Hey, I got two last quick, right. real quick questions. But go ahead, so, and I'm
1: going to tell you something after that.
2: So who who was it that came in before the season that said the Seahawks were going to be 9 and 8? There was only one person.
3: I'm
1: standing up right now, bro.
0: <laughs> Was that your call?
3: <laughs> yes. Nine and eight?
0: Yes. Oh, wow.
1: Nine Come and eight. Come on. Put some respect on my intellect. I am
2: right now. <laughs> i
0: salt
1: don't
3: even re- find the sound for next week. Hold on. This is not
0: an intellect issue. This is a memory
2: <laughs> issue on my, part. I don't
0: remember anything. Uh-uh.
2: That's number one. So I'm going to put some respect wow. on the name. Number two. If you weren't the conspiracy th- I've been thinking about this for 30 minutes. <laughs> Who in 10 years of your playing career was the biggest conspiracy theorist in the locker room? Who- Luke <laughs> right? Wilson. I mean, that we know. You got- I
1: think we might God. even need number two. And and Luke, no, there's no number two. It's, it's only Luke. <laughs> and Luke went to this guy, this mad scientist by the name of Dr. Bob. Have you guys ever heard of Dr. Bob? Uh, uh-uh. Thankfully, no. <laughs> Oh my god.
0: Blue of earth. Luke sent
1: me to a guy named Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob is good, but what Dr. Bob does is like he has like these crystals in his in his <laughs> office and he like pokes you with like two needles. He's an acupuncturist. He pokes like two needles. You let
0: somebody hit you with a needle when you're when you're playing? You don't know what's
1: yes. in that. And he's like, "Boom ba, boom boom. Get out of here." And I'm like, "I just paid $500 for you to put two needles in my ankle?" Did it work? Luke what? To an extent,
2: to an <laughs> extent, <Real medicine laughs> is to zoom way out <laughs> and to see the intricacies Is that Doctor Bob's wife? Everything has played possibly. out. Possibly <laughs> his nurse, possibly.
1: And Luke, like Luke, had like I remember when Luke got carted off with his high ankle sprain, could barely walk. Like, bro, I went to see this guy named Doctor Bob. I'm back, bro. I'll be back next week. I'm like Luke, you had a high ankle sprain, bro. You out for like five weeks. He came back. I kid you not, this dude. Was, I remember <laughs> he, he called him a fast healer. Yes, he. did. This dude was back the next week, and so yeah. Luke is. Definitely a conspiracy theorist, but to an extent it kind of worked. <laughs> yep. It kind of worked. <laughs> Thank you right, for man. the but, No, no, going back to Bobby. Right, hold on. Oh, 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 okay. Going back to Bobby. Yeah. This man is smart. He's not going to fall for these mind games right. you guys are talking I about. Okay. He's, we'll he's, this I man, don't know. He understands these. Right. Games. He has earplugs or something, so he doesn't hear. He,
2: this is a different game than he's ever played.
1: No, this guy's. This is psychological warfare, he, to the, he which he's never seen. He won't buy into it. Really? He won't buy into All it. All right. He's here for a mission.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see how All it goes. Right.
1: We'll see how it goes.
0: KJ, thanks, man. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Already and, and, looking forward to yeah, it. Right?
1: And, and thank our guests for joining us yes. today. Yes. Yeah,
0: Corey. Thank you to everybody who yeah. uh, who came in. And uh, you want to congratulate Maura, who helped you with uh, your fantasy team, I know, this year and her, yeah, so her big victory.
1: I'm in the championship. Congrats, Maura. I'm in my fantasy championship <laughs> yeah. this week, so... Wish me I not.
3: only helped KJ like once or twice. He hey. knew what he was doing.
0: Yep. Yeah. Do you want to say anything to G about his new beard or lack thereof? Man, I can't believe he did that. I know. I can't believe he cut his beard. I know. He <laughs> announced Yikes. it on this show, too. Didn't even tell his wife until he announced it on this show. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. We'll see what happens there. KJ, great stuff as always. We'll see you next week. Thank you. There Thank you go. You. The great the great KJ Wright, and you can, of course, uh, listen to every minute of that at seattlesports.com or wherever you get your pad- podcast. We'll be right back where Brock is claiming he mm. is not going to talk about something disgusting. That's mm. next. Brock and Salk, <laughs> Seattle Sports on 710.